Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before. So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson. And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson. It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. You know, uh, this has been such a remarkable time in our history. Yes, this past week really has. Our our country surpassed the unfortunate mark of losing 100,000 people to COVID-19. We all witnessed another senseless death of an African-American, mm. Mr. George Floyd, and now as we navigate the aftermath, we're hoping for transformed hearts among us all. Yes. And, you know, as I try to wrap my mind around these events, I have come to realize that my only true response is to seek solitude and contemplate my own role in the pains we are seeing in this world. Like my son asked me the other day when we were on the phone, he said, Dad, how would you say you have been complicit in the division of humanity in our world? Mm. And, you know, what a great question and also so difficult to answer because it requires a self-inventory. And, you know, the only answer that I came up with in that moment was this. I said, you know what, son, I, I don't think or feel about it enough. Like it's not until there's an event like this with Mr. Floyd that it it really goes to my gut. Mm -hmm. And I think about division often as it relates to marriages or in families. But now it's even bigger in this moment. Mm. Well, since this is a marriage podcast, let's let's look at this in the context of marriage. And let's ask ourselves, how does we as individuals contribute to division, whether it's in our marriages or our families, our community, our country, or our world? Mm. I think to even begin answering that question, we're going to have to find the solitude so that we can take an inventory of ourselves. But like you said, why do you think self-inventory is so difficult? <laughs> I, I think that's a great question for me. I think it can be really scary to take an honest look at ourselves. That is, what we may discover about ourselves if we start turning over the rocks, you know, and, and looking. And secondly, I think we get so entrenched in our thinking or our way of thinking that it keeps us from fully seeing the truth about ourselves. Well... I'm not sure where you're going with that. What do you mean entrenched in our thinking? Well, look, here's the thing. We've talked many times on this podcast about the power of our thinking or our self-talk. And by entrenched, I mean habit. Mm. Like thinking is a habit. 
we've we have also talked about self-talk or thinking in the context of negative self-talk or lying to ourselves. But there is another whole layer to this, Stuart. Um, and here's here's what it is. Um, it's the layer that I call dualistic thinking. This is some of the most destructive thinking there is. And here's how it sounds. Um, I'm right. You're wrong. You know, black, white, hot, cold. Uh, I think it serves to give us a false sense of security that I'm not wrong, but you are. See, with dualistic thinking, I get to blame others instead of looking at myself. And in the context of marriage, we get to blame our spouses for the struggles in our relationship, such as, sounds like this, the frequent conflicts we're having or the lack of heartfelt sex or ineffective communication, it's your fault, not mine. Mm, yeah, and that's, you know, versus having the courage to look at our own contributions to the mm. struggle. So what you're saying is that this type of self-talk that we do, which we're calling dualistic thinking, it, it allows us to blame others or our spouse instead of acknowledging our own part in the struggle. Absolutely. I, I see this in couples all the time. I always ask couples when they visit me for the first time, I'll say, so what brings you here? And the answer is almost always uh, statements that begin like this. We. We don't communicate well. Mm -hmm. We can't agree on parenting. We are always angry. But here's the thing. Once it all gets boiled down, what folks really mean is, instead of we, you. You are why we don't communicate well. You are why we don't parent well. You are the one who is always angry. And so on. Well, here's another word that we've talked about in previous episodes. That sounds like judgment. Mm -hmm. Judging others also comes out of that dualistic thinking. You know, I am right and you are wrong. When we think like this, this also prevents any kind of self-awareness and it becomes an obstacle for growth or resolving conflict. Exactly. Like we said in our last episode, uh, the one we called the mercy seat. Uh, here's what we said. Reconciliation is deeply rooted in grace and Forgiveness, which is the opposite of blaming. Mm -hmm. See, dualistic thinking seems to snuff out this grace and forgiveness. I want to share this in the context of my own life. So looking back at my own first marriage, uh, my dualistic thinking was one of the ways I was complicit in its failure. Of course, like I, I didn't know it or see it at the time because I was too afraid to look at myself in an authentic way. And watch this, shame and guilt, which is something we talk about a lot on this podcast, it fueled my fear. The shame that came from thinking about what others would say if they only knew 
I was struggling in my marriage. I mean, come on. I'm a marriage therapist. I was so afraid I would be judged as though this judgment would kill me. <laughs> Look, if I were more whole back then, I would have known that the road to freedom was not simply to change my thinking to the opposite side, which would have sounded something like, oh, people aren't going to judge me. Mm. No, that, that's, that's not the antidote. Because, look, that would have been a lie. Because people are inclined to judge. That's how we were wired. Mm-hmm. People judge one another. The truthful self-talk would have been, David, love yourself in this struggle enough to look under the rocks or to look at yourself and trust that God will love you too and walk with you and be present with you in the struggle. Oh, David, you know that that's really it. And although it's difficult to change our thinking to that way, it is so necessary just to be free. Mm Mm-hmm. And not only free enough to look at ourselves, but also to be free from having concern for how others will judge us. Exactly. And and also to being set free from our own judgment and self-condemnation and self-hatred and self-contempt, which by the way, you know what self-contempt means? That is seeing myself as unworthy. Listen, I really believe that this human condition that we're talking about is at the root of why we stay stuck in conflict or division with others. You know the saying that, here here it goes, hurt people hurt people. Most of us have heard that. I love the way Brene Brown captures this. Here's what she says. It's much easier to offload pain than to feel pain. Oh, so true. In other words, this is my personal interpretation, it's much easier to blame you than it is to look under my own rocks and see or feel my glitches, mistakes, or shame. But when we do this, it really is the best or maybe the only way, and I know that sounds dualistic, (laughs) to experiencing true freedom and ultimately, reconciliation in relationships. You know, when you have that kind of freedom, that freedom to look at ourselves, it also takes away our inclination to judge others. Instead, we learn to extend grace and forgiveness to our spouses, and perhaps more importantly, to ourselves. Yes. And here's the thing. Have you ever heard that the things that bother us most in people are the very things that we see in ourselves. The problem is we are too afraid to turn that rock over and look at it. I really think that to the degree I judge myself, I judge others. To the degrees I feel shame is to the degree I shame others. To the degree I condemn myself is the degree I condemn others. To the degree I hate myself is to the degree 
I hate others. You know, I like the way Jesus put it in Matthew 7. Here's what he said. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And then he goes on to say, why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have this huge log in your own? See, look, fear keeps us from seeing that log. I won't have to deal or see all the humanness or glitches in my own self, which really brings us back to this dualistic thinking and judgment. I am right, you are wrong. I am good, you are bad. It's your fault, not mine, and so on. Yeah, here's here's what we want you to hear today, that the antidote to this dualistic thinking and this judgment is having the courage to look at ourselves in authentic and loving and non-judgmental ways. This is difficult stuff, David, but... Mm. But it's so necessary to living a life of freedom in this world, and in particularly our marriages. What we hope for us and for others is that our marriages are the safe places for us to look at ourselves, Hmm. to see a need in our hearts for transformation and to strive for growth there. That's why we call marriages sacred. Yeah, sacred marriage. And perhaps that would be a great note to end this podcast on. Marriage is sacred. So it's time for the call to action. And, you know, we love giving a call to action because it provides a structure to think some of this stuff through and maybe even create growth and change. You know, our only call to action today is to ask you to sit. And by that, we mean be intentional about finding that solitude we talked about in the beginning of this episode. And while you're sitting, think about how you have been complicit or how you have contributed to any division or conflict or lack of intimacy in your marriage. Um, Perhaps you sit quietly And ask God to reveal those contributions. And then you can put it on paper for you to see for yourself. And finally, ask God to give you a measure of grace and conviction. But not, and I'm going to underline that, but not shame for yourself. Listen, conviction is that inner voice that says, My heart and my mind needs to be transformed or changed. We are so glad you're with us today. We love being a part of your marriage story. And let me just add to that call to action. When you find those moments of solitude, you might hear yourself saying, you need to listen to this podcast again, and we hope that you will. You know, let's also be committed together to pray that The God of empathy and compassion will fill our hearts with the same empathy and compassion for ourselves and for others. 
And after having that time of solitude by turning over those hidden rocks and taking a look, we take that empathy and compassion out into this hurting world and contribute to reconciliation and unity. In other words, drive that red truck not just in our marriages, but in our world. Bye for now. Thank you.